Sorry, tonight's Bible reading comes from uh, Luke chapter 12. We're reading from verses 13 to 21, and that can be found on page 1089 on most of the few Bibles. That's called the parable of the rich fool. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from me. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich towards God. Thanks for reading that. Um, If you're reading off your Bible, can I just ask you to keep it open there in front of you? Uh, Because we'll refer to it. It's going to come up on the screen though, so either way, we're actually going to read this story uh, through together. Uh, Something I've noticed uh, recently, I don't know if you've noticed this as well, uh, at the end of people's uh, Facebook updates, status updates or tweets, uh, people uh, recently have done this thing. Hashtag winning. Have you seen that? People put that at the end of, of a tweet and, 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 and it's the sort of thing you put when you, um, you get two for one at Boost Juice. Right? Hashtag winning. Or uh, you, know, you put your jacket on and you find 20 bucks in the pocket. Hashtag winning. Or maybe uh, I don't know, you find $2 in the urinal. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag winning. Uh, You understand what it is, don't you? It's a bit of a joke. You kind of put it after uh, something silly, something trivial. But do you understand the point? The point is you're telling everyone that you are winning at life, that your life is a success, that you're beating life. You have conquered it. Uh, You are winning. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. What does that actually look like? I mean, jokes aside, what does it mean to win at life? What does it mean for your life to be a success? And I guarantee you, every single person here has an idea in their mind about what they want out of life. The things that they want to achieve, the things that you daydream about, the things that you lie in bed at night and kind of fantasise about doing or being or having. What are the things you want out of life that you'd consider it to be a success that would allow you to put hashtag winning at the end of it? Uh, What are the things uh, in your life well, what are the things you want out of life? Oh, I, I, just, I just want you to think for a moment. What are the things that you'd, you want out of life that would make you consider it to be successful? What are those things? The things you want to achieve, the things that you think if you don't do or have, you won't ever be happy. The things that mean uh, that you'll be winning. That's the question we're going to look at tonight. That's the question. What is a successful life And how do you have it? Well, that's the question that we're going to see in our Bible story. The story that Jesus is going to tell us that we'll look at together. And specifically, he's going to talk about money, which makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, when you imagine a successful person in your mind, I guarantee you that they're loaded. 
right? You probably imagine someone on a beach with a cocktail or, or maybe someone in a power executive office looking over Melbourne in one of those big leather seats. It's someone with money. Wealth, money, luxury. I mean, if you've got money, you can have just about anything else. Hashtag winning. Is that the successful life? Is that what it means to win? It's not a new question. In fact, people were asking this of Jesus back in his day, thousands of years ago. If you've got your passage there, or or I'm going to bring it up on the screen, uh, just have a look. Um, We're actually going to uh, meet Jesus in the middle of uh, Luke's Gospel. And what's been happening is Jesus has made a name for himself. He's been doing amazing things. He's got a big following. He's been teaching the crowds about God. And then out of the crowd, uh, somebody yells a question. A man pipes up. Just have a look at verse 13 with me. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or arbiter between you? You understand what's going on? A man pipes up from the crowd and says, Teacher, Jesus, tell my brother to give me my money. Now, not the first family to fight over money, are they? Or to fight over inheritance, sadly. And I guess this man thinks to himself, well, if Jesus tells him to give me the money, well, you kind of got to do what Jesus says. Well, let's see what else Jesus says. Man, who appointed me a judge or arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Jesus warns him. In fact, he warns everyone that life is more than an abundance of possessions. You know what possessions are? Anything you can get, anything you can possess, anything that you can make yours. It's funny, we, we kind of deep down know that money doesn't lead to happiness, don't we? Deep down, we, we know that money doesn't equal happiness. It's just that all of us would love a truckload of it to find out for ourselves, right? Jesus warns that life is not about what you can get. But to explain it, well, Jesus tells a parable. Let's go back to our passage. He told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I know what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger barns and there I will store all of my grain and my goods. This is a smart man. This is a story about a smart man, isn't it? A man who worked hard, a man whose land was very productive. He got lots of, I don't know, lots of corn or wheat or whatever he was, he was farming and in fact he can't even fill all his barns. He's got so much stuff. He's got a, got a dilemma. What do I do? I've maxed out all my bank accounts. Well, he's got to build bigger barns He invests it, surely he's a success, isn't he? He's a success. Hashtag winning. Have a look at verse 19, the next verse. Then I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink and be merry. In other words, he says to himself, I have arrived. I've arrived. I've worked hard and now it's time to enjoy what I've worked. I'm going to live the dream. He's going to eat, he's going to drink, he's going to party. I mean, isn't this what you want out of life? 
Isn't this what you want in life, to make enough money so that you can spend the rest of it enjoying yourself? You can have the things you want and do the things you want and go to the places you want, experience the things you want. I mean, surely this is the successful life, isn't it? He's worked hard, he's made his money, now it's time to enjoy it. Surely this must be Jesus' lesson, right? Work hard, be successful and then you can relax and party. Have a look at verse 20 with me. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? We don't often think of God calling someone a fool, do we? But he calls this man a fool. He says, you're a fool because tonight your life will be demanded from you. That's another way of saying tonight you are going to die. And then what's going to happen to all your stuff? Gee, that's an unsettling story, isn't it? What an unsettling story. For one day, God to demand your life. I want you to notice a couple of things. First of all, if this is true, then that means God owns your life. It means that God owns your life. He can demand this man's life back. It's as if he's saying, I gave you life, I can take it away. And perhaps at this point you might find yourself a little bit offended, like, my life is mine, it's not God's. No one can tell me what to do with it, but if your life is yours, why can't you keep it? No, you'll have to give it back one day. God owns your life. And number two, money fails. See, it fails for several reasons, but primarily it fails because it doesn't last. You cannot take your money with you. You know those pharaohs that get buried with all their treasures for the afterlife? It's all still there. It's all still there for waiting for Indiana Jones to come and steal it. (laughs) You can't take it with you. You know, we've got this saying, have you ever heard, whoever dies with the most toys wins. Have you ever heard that? The question I always want to ask is, what do you win? Do you win a bigger coffin? A better spot in the cemetery? No, it's silly. What good is money when you die? And that's the problem with all the things that we can possess, all the stuff that we can get, is that you're going to die one day. It's the problem with life. It's going to end. Everything you have, everything you get or do, it's got to use by day. It's going to end one day. A few, um, a few months ago, someone uh, asked me to, to give a presentation on death. And I, I don't know if you've ever asked me to do, asked to do anything like that, but I, I thought, well, gee, I don't really know much about death. And I thought, well, I need to do some research. And I went and spent an afternoon just walking around a cemetery. I don't know if you've ever spent any time at the cemetery, but I was the only person there, so I guess probably not. So I was walking around the cemetery and I thought, you won't believe me. So I took a selfie. <laughs> this is a cemetery selfie, which I think is going to become a thing. But anyway, I, I, so... I, uh, I want to tell you, I was walking um, through this cemetery uh, between, the, between the graves and you, you kind of go along and you read the graves and they all say, you know, here, here, here lies John Smith, a mother of, oh sorry, father of, <laughs> father of Peter, gr- beloved grandmother of Sarah and Lucy. And um, I realised um, as I was reading these gravestones that each one of these 
people represents a whole life. Years and years of, of relationships and things. They, these people did things. They were loved. They went places. They achieved things. And as I was walking through this, walking through the cemetery between the graves, I started to get a, feel myself getting a bit emotional. And I was trying to work out why. Why, why does this kind of make me feel emotional? I think partly it's because I was hit by the gravity of all these lives that were once people that are now lost. But the other thing I realised was that I was looking at my future. And I was looking at your future. See, I don't know what, what you will do in your life. I don't know what you will have. I don't know who you will love. I don't know where you'll go. But I know one day you're coming here. And so am I. That's the future for all of us, isn't it? If you spend your life getting stuff, well, God calls you a fool. This man spends his whole life acquiring more and more things, but he can't keep his life. God demands it off him and in the end, he's a failure. He's a failure. How do you have a successful life? Have a look at verse 21. This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself but he's not rich towards God. See, what, what, were these man's, what, were, what were the mistakes this man had? Number one, he stored up all the treasures of this world. Treasures that didn't last because he didn't last. And number two, he was not rich towards God. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean to be rich towards God? Well, it can't mean just giving God your money as if God's poor and needs your charity. Okay? God's not poor. He doesn't need your charity. Now, it means to acknowledge him. See, this man, he did not acknowledge God, did he? He didn't think about him. He lived his life as if God wasn't even there. He didn't recognise that God made the land that he earned all his money off. That God was the one who made his land productive. That God gave him his very life. He didn't listen to God. He didn't thank him. He didn't recognise him. And in the end, despite all his success, God calls him a fool. He is a failure. He has nothing. And God says, that man is a fool. I wonder, could this be your story? Could this be a story about you? Could you live your life enjoying all the good things that God gives you, but completely ignoring him? See, this man stored up treasure for this life, but this life does not last See, nobody's going to write hashtag winning on their gravestone, are they? People will walk past and say, no, you're not, bro, you're dead. (laughs) But you know, that's exactly what they said about Jesus when he died. And he came back from the dead. See, it might might sound like a fairly kind of morbid message. You can't possibly find success till you'll die because you'll die But if there was a life beyond this one, gee, that would change everything, wouldn't it? If there was a life beyond this one, then all of a sudden success might just be possible. Perhaps you could win. And in fact, that's exactly the life that Jesus has come to offer. Let me read you a passage from John chapter 11. This is up on the screen. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. 
The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. Now, I've heard people make some big claims in life. In fact, it's kind of what young men do, don't they? Oh, I did this and all your mates say, no, you didn't. You say, yes, I did. But I've never heard anyone make a claim like this. I mean, this is extraordinary, isn't it? Just have a look at it again. Jesus says, I'm the resurrection, the life, the one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. I want you to just realise for a minute that, that if Jesus is telling the truth here, that if Jesus could actually deliver on a claim like that, it would be the greatest thing of all time, wouldn't it? That there couldn't possibly be anything better than being able to live even in the face of death. And if there was even a chance that Jesus is telling the truth here, that Jesus could actually deliver on this promise, it'd be worth you knowing, wouldn't it? It'd be worth you investigating, even if there was only a slight chance that Jesus could deliver this. Such are the stakes. See, I I want you to win at life. I want you to win But if you're not rich towards God, you never will. You can't. If you wanted to acknowledge God, the first place to start is the things that Jesus says. So I want to leave you tonight with a challenge. For some of you, this might be a first date with Jesus. You might have never heard anything that Jesus has ever said said before. This might be your first time to ever hear what Jesus has to say. I want to say to you that he is worth a second because what he offers is unlike anything anyone else can ever offer you. And you owe it to yourself to know if you really can do this because if he can, it changes everything, doesn't it? It changes everything. How can you do that? Well, John's going to tell you how you can investigate these claims. Well, friends, you've heard tonight. There are things tonight perhaps you've heard for the first time, things you've never heard before. You've perhaps been challenged in a way you've never been challenged before. But I want to say three things that will help us help you investigate further. Uh, Firstly... That is, on your pews there are these comment cards, a bit like these. So if you're here for the first time, if you're a guest, if you're exploring, I would love for you to fill in this card and if you want us to contact you, this is the way to do it. So do that and I've got these wonderful assistants who will be coming around to collect these from you. So if you want to find out more, investigate Jesus. He is worth investigating and you owe it to yourself to explore this further. This is the first way. The second way is... Our passage today that Tim spoke from is from the Gospel of Luke. Uh, we've got the Gospel of Luke here. It's called the Essential, Essential Jesus. If you don't have a Bible and you, if you want to explore Jesus further, come up after this and take one of these. And also, if you would like to have someone read this with you, so one-to-one, uh, work through the Gospel of Luke, uh, write that down on the comment card and that will be collected and I'll be in contact with you. The third way for us to help you is... Uh, Next month, on the 15th of October, we'll be running a course called Christianity Explored. We'll be running this over eight weeks. It'll be during the day. So if you're at uni and you're studying something that 
Well, you don't need to go to uni or anything. <laughs> Come along. Wednesday, eight weeks, uh, 11.30am to 1pm, we'll have lunch together. We'll be exploring uh, the, the story of Christ, what he means, what he did, and, and whether this promise we've heard tonight, he can offer us life beyond the grave, how we can come to understand that and accept that. But those are three things. The comic cards, please fill that out. If you're here today for the first time, if you're a visitor, fill that out. We've got these assistants who will come and collect them later. Second one, Essential Jesus. Come and grab one. Let us know if you want someone to read with you. Uh, read through that. And the third one, come along to this, Christianity Explore. But I'm going to pray now and then we'll sing again. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for making clear to us tonight what this successful life looks like, that it is not in the accumulation of possessions and wealth, that it is beyond that and it is in what Jesus offers. So we pray that you might work in the hearts of everyone here to explore that further, to investigate further what this promise means. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.